0: Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John
1: Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt. Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J. Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, support the Ravens. Nevermore.
2: Wrestle Talk Ramble now Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I I'm Chopper Peak Manel, your jam, that champion. And I'm joined as always by my intangible co host, your current Quizzle Mania champion, Tempest the Wrestler. Quizzle Mania champion, Tempest the Wrestler. Let's go. Yes.
1: Oh, I like wearing this crown.
2: It's good, isn't it? That bitch. Slight,
1: slightly to the side now, because mm-hmm. that was recommended. And I like it better this way.
2: Yeah. It's perfect. It's, it suits yeah. you, man. You should, you should never drop the Quizmania championship just like I'm never going to drop the championship. I mean, um, that's the plan. yeah, you should check my Twitter. I did a promo yesterday. Um, I, Sorry, I genuinely, man. it's so funny not to, not to break kayfabe or anything, but I, I was just getting ready cause I was going to record a video for, um, for my own YouTube channel. So I was just like getting myself ready. I'd like just had a shower to like freshen up and look all right for the camera kind of thing. And, um, and I literally just started thinking, I was just like, man, there's going to be a lot of people that are fighting for like a shot at the at the title on uh, Money in the Bank because we've got the eight people in the Jam in the Jam match, including yourself. And we've got Adam and Laurie going for the number one contendership. I was like, I feel like I should do a promo against these people and tag them all on Twitter. Hmm. And then I saw the championship line there. I was like, hmm. And then I thought about the comments from the Money in the Bank predictions, whereas, because I just saw a couple comments in the live chats being like, oh yeah, Pete's struggling to maintain relevance. I was like, Hmm, that feels like that could be a topic of a promo. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just grabbed it and I had the most jank setup possible. So I was like, I just want to film on my phone because I can't be really bothered to get like the whole camera set up because so I was already using it for my other video I was gonna record. So I was like, I don't want to move it around and do it twice. So I literally I grabbed my my laundry that I had hanging up uh on like a little rack. I then put one of my D D books on top of the the laundry and then put my phone leaning up against that uh to film it that way. So I was literally do, cutting a promo on my laundry uh was was how i got it done uh, again not to, not to break kayfabe but everything's super duper high tech obviously oh yeah of course uh, yeah um was very fun though how are you doing today tempest
1: oh, i can't complain too much i'm very tired very tired mm-hmm. um i was not able to watch smackdown live last <gasps> night so okay. i was able to i mean i started the show basically like two or three hours later that it yeah. airs so yeah. it's not like i was watching it at 4 a.m or anything mm-hmm. or waking up to at six o'clock to watch it before the podcast or anything like that yeah. but i was by the end just kind of going like Muh. <laughs> Muh. just kind of nodding off a little bit but i was like no i gotta watch this show for the podcast mm-hmm. and i guess we'll talk about it
2: yeah, I mean, we will. I, I I will say for this show, it's probably something we're going to mention on the main show as well. I found myself, it's probably just because of the expectation of having the fans back and everything. I found it was much easier to pay attention to this show because there's quite a lot of times where I'll just be watching it and I'll just kind of glaze over. And I'll just be like, I don't know what I'm watching anymore at this point. I'm just watching a match happen. It's like, I don't, I'm, I'm uninvested in everything, but this show seemed to really like fly by. And I was like, what's next? What's happening? What does this mean in this promo? I was much more attentive on this show. I think it's probably the crowd that had me doing it, but I think so.
1: I think so. I have, I have thoughts regarding that, Mm -hmm. but I will save that for our, the body of our
2: main show. Indeed, which we should probably get into right about now. Great segue. Um, Yeah, where the first thing we're literally going to be talking about is the crowd. What kind of effect did they have? Is WWE fixed now? Now that the crowd's back? Has, Has the crowd saved WWE? Let's talk about it. talk about these fans because this has been hyped up for ages it's been a year and a half it was last march since we last had fans properly we had wrestlemania which was kind of sort of fans but kind of not at the same time um and this was the first proper i believe it was sold out this show or close to it it was a full old arena this one um and this was a full capacity crowd making a lot of noise for some stuff Uh, Mm. and this felt like an old wwe show this felt like pre-covid wwe fans were back in the building it was very much had that vibe from the off it started off with a brilliant video package that they they put up on twitter beforehand but they played it at the start of the show as well which was amazing just showing like all of the best moments out in WWE history where the crowd was so integral in the moment and the crowd like made the moment kind of thing and all that stuff. It was really, really cool. Welcome back, fans. It genuinely got me a little bit emotional watching it. I was like, God damn. Like, oh man, I've missed crowds. Um And uh yeah. And then crowd was super excited. Are you ready for a good time? And I'm like, not anymore. Now you're playing that song. <laughs> God's sake um vince mcmahon came out to open the show and uh big 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 pop for mr mcmahon coming out and he comes out and just goes where the hell are you all been and then walks off and i was like that's a very good start to the show big fan yep. of this segment that was great didn't take up too much time was a funny little throwaway line and just kind of put a little a little highlight a little point onto the fans coming back i thought this was a really effective start of the show i thought um, so
1: too I mean we yeah. already got we already got like the the big Vince speech ahead mm-hmm. of WrestleMania. So to do yeah. another one would probably you probably would have said a lot of the same stuff. So to just do this, it felt very Vince in a good way.
2: Yes, 100%. So, without talking about anything necessarily specific on this show, let's talk about the effect of the crowd on this whole show because the whole thing that this show has been built around is the crowd is back. And we've heard for months and months that WWE are waiting for the fans to come back before they do their big plans. And, you know, both of us have said quite openly on these shows that, hey, that's a dumb idea. Do good shows all the time. But sure, let's just wait for the fans to come back and see what they've got in store. I don't think this show showcased particularly anything special. I'm not downplaying WWE's big plans. I'm not saying they don't have any big plans because we've still got Money in the Bank tomorrow and then we've got the week after that which will be probably in the lead up to SummerSlam which is supposedly going to be the big show. So I think probably this time next week is when we can truly judge what WWE have got in store for when the when the fans come back. Um but this show was very very hyped up as the return of the crowd to see what they've got in store and I think the crowd did a great start for, like, the opening match for Mr. McMahon. They popped for a lot of stuff on this show. Um, and I think it, it helped elevate what was a fairly average show. I think the the actual content of what we got on this show was very similar, if not slightly better, than what we get on a, on a regular, average Thunderdome episode of SmackDown. But the crowd being there and the excitement surrounding that elevated that up.
1: I would tend to agree. I mean, we talk a lot about like the minus ones, the minus ones, the minus ones when it comes to WWE. And a lot of times that's the commentary, the camera work, stuff like that. Having no fans was like a minus five. Mm. So you just take that big chunk out and you could still have good shows during the pandemic for sure. But taking the fans out just made it that much harder. So now having them back made a fairly average, maybe slightly above average episode of SmackDown feel like a big deal. And that to me was obviously, like we kind of knew that having fans back would have that effect. Everyone knew that it's not like these shows were going to be worse with fans back. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's really good to see. Like, it's really nice. It's fun. It makes the show feel like it flew by that much Mm. more. You know, this show could have felt like 45 minutes just because it didn't feel like as much of a chore to watch but oh man Uh, it's it's difficult to say because obviously like we don't want to say that all of their plans were going to be for this week like this is still the go-home show for money in the bank obviously like the big returns and the big debuts. I know we got Finn Balor on this show, which we'll get to, but the John Cena returning and things of that nature, those are going to happen after the pay-per-view. Yeah. Those things are going to happen in the lead and the build into money in the bank or not money in the bank, SummerSlam. So I'm giving them a break. I'm not like, Oh, well they didn't, they didn't have a million debuts on this show. Terrible. One out of five. Not going to do that. That's, that's irrational. But at the same time, I, for a first show back, it did just kind of feel like we're just going to do an episode of SmackDown in front of fans and let them get all of their big pops that they've been holding on to for the last year and a half out of their system first. And then yes. we're going to do the big special stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. Um, so, like, in, in up to, to answer the question of the, the title of the stream and what was on the thumbnail, did having the crowd back just fix? wwe's problems is wwe now saved now that the crowds are back i would argue no because and i'm 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 withholding judgment until probably this this podcast next week will probably be where i do my full judgment of what wwe back with crowds will be will, will be like but i really hope that they've got some big stuff planned and they're gonna turn things around because i think this show was uh was elevated strongly by the crowd people will get used to the crowds being back in two weeks maybe if that and i think after that you need to actually have a good show behind it (laughs) and and this was an average show that was turned into a good show because of the crowd being there and the excitement and the it's fresh and new and exciting um you know the fans being back felt like a return in and of itself you know um that you'd normally get like a wrestler return um so, yeah, I I really hope WWE has got their plans together and they know what they're doing in the weeks to come.
1: Yeah, WWE and planning don't typically go very well together, so mm. it's difficult to hold out a lot of hope for that. Yes, they've obviously been holding back a lot of things for the return of fans, so they should have those things fairly locked in stone. I don't think they're going to delay John Cena's return for six months or anything mm. like that. We don't need to worry about stuff like that. But it's it's difficult. As far as actually fixing WWE, just not having fans was not their biggest problem. It was a big problem, but it wasn't the big problem. They Just putting fans back in the buildings isn't going to fix the actual content of the show. And I don't want to compare everything to AEW, but I promise there is a point. When AEW fans come back, like they're hot for the entire two hours. And especially on this past episode of Dynamite, like you could watch a Yuka Sakazaki versus Penelope Ford match and the people are just losing their minds for the entire show. And that really elevates a really good show to being even better. I don't think the fans are going to have that same effect on WWE shows because there were things even on this show where the entrances would come out, they'd be like, yay, yay and then they'd be pretty quiet for the actual match. Now, that is just typically how WWE fans react to things, because they're told by the company that the matches themselves don't matter. It's about finishing moves, and it's about entrances. Those are the Mm -hmm. big things that you cheer for. So I'm not going to blame the fans, but I don't think that just having fans back is going to make a lot of the matches and the segments that much better. Because typically... That's not the kind of relationship WWE fans have with the WWE product. So if you make the product better and you make the product different, then maybe we see a bit more of that, but I don't have a lot of faith that that's going to happen.
2: Let's see what you guys think. Let's get into some Ultra Chats here. Um, Remember to get in your Ultra Chats at WrestleTalk.com forward slash support uh get in your ultra chats and we'll go through all the ones that are five bucks and up before we get uh to the end of the show today kevin comes in to say for the first time maybe since mania i was excited to watch a show i was as well uh the crowd made things definitely better but is it me or did they still manage to add some piped in crowd noise i was curious about that i couldn't tell if they did or not i feel like they i feel like they didn't because there was some stuff that was very quiet and I don't think they would have let it got that quiet if they were piping in noise but also maybe I don't know um, it's WWE was, though yeah so you never it's know what they do yeah it's true uh Charles Berg says good writing will save WWE Roman coming out first does make sense he wants to be the main event but he's also incredibly vain so he'd probably want to be uh the first wrestler the crowd sees uh Pete what are your top three sandwiches Tempest gave his already uh you're putting me on the spot here I'll get back to you on that one. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about the Roman stuff in a little bit when we get into it because, yeah, they opened the show, which I have thoughts on. Uh, Bazo Bank says, uh, I'd be lying if I said my heart didn't melt when I heard the crowd. Good show tonight, but it felt odd. There was uh, no Sasha return to attack Bianca. That's the only reason I could think of uh, why the match was moved from Money in the Bank so that you could have a big return. Uh, that's actually a very good point. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's a very good point. Yeah, I, 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 like I said in my edited review earlier, I still have no idea why that match was moved from Money in the Bank to here. Yeah. Couldn't tell you, but yeah, talk about that maybe, more later, I
1: guess. Maybe they just wanted a championship match on the first
2: thing yeah. back, but. and Yeah, I mean, I don't know. But it's like if Bailey didn't get injured, would they have kept it at Money in the Bank? Or is it because Bailey got injured, they moved it to SmackDown? Or would they have moved it anyway? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah talk about that more later uh planet dan asmr says after going over everything in my head smackdown was just slightly improved by the fans but it was mostly the same roman Edge stuff was good but we also had two roll-ups in a row a rematch with tegan and shotzi a dq finish and the main event was too short yeah well that's yeah. the review guys so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's the whole show Let's get into the full review. As you mentioned, opened up with a really cool video package and Mr. McMahon. And then it got straight into Roman Reigns because it's Roman Reigns and the Usos versus Edge and the Mysterios. I'm really happy to see the crowd booing the hell out of Roman Reigns. Yep. Because I was worried that either people wouldn't care because it would be, you know, we've only seen Thunderdome Reigns in this character. You know, he came in at SummerSlam 2020. Literally, when the Thunderdome, well, just after, because the Thunderdome debuted on the SmackDown before SummerSlam, but you get my point. Around the time mm-hmm. that the, the Thunderdome debuted, Roman Reigns became this character. So we haven't seen a live crowd with this character yet, apart from at WrestleMania. But people absolutely booing the hell out of him. I was like, yes, I'm so happy that this character is getting the reactions that he should. I was It, it fills my little heart that a good character is getting the required reaction.
1: For so long we had to deal with like triple and I'm sure he knows that he has to say these things just to defend the company line and stuff. But triple H would go on media calls and interviews and be like, Oh, well, as soon as we turn Roman reigns heel, they're just going to cheer him as a baby face. So we're not going to do it. And it was that like, we'll just try it. I promise you it's going to work. And here they've turned him heel. And I do think it's the fans willingly going along with it. Mm, you yeah. know? He he doesn't have go-away heat or anything like that, obviously. It's working. People want to watch some wrestling right now. They haven't been able to watch live wrestling in a year and a half, and now we're getting to watch a really special character, and they're going to go along with it. And I really do appreciate that. So shout out to the fans in Houston for actually booing the top heel, even though he's doing an amazing job. you love to see it. Mm -hmm. This is why you should have turned him heel like four years ago.
2: I don't know. I still don't know about that. I don't know about the whole turning him hill four years ago. I've said my piece on that before. I don't think he would have been as good because I don't think he would have had the promo He wouldn't have been as good now. as this, for no. sure. But he would have been better than what he was. Yes, that much is true. Yes, you're right about that. Uh, yeah. But if we turned him hill four years ago, then maybe we wouldn't have got this. I don't know. Nah, who knows? Um, anyway, uh, we then got the announcement during the entrances that it's going to be the Usos versus the Mysterios on the kickoff show at Money in the Bank. Oh! Okay, it's um, a big kickoff match. I, I, guess, I guess the, the Usos are winning. One. I guess the Usos are winning. Probably, that's I kind hope. of
1: it. yeah. See, like I'm walking the line between being happy that that's like the first match on a pay-per-view card because mm. that they obviously want a big match to be the first match on a on a pay-per-view crowd thing, yeah. everything like that. But I also like uh, you put it on the pre-show, and then if I go back to watch the pay-per-view in two years, I'm not going to see it. Like, put put the big matches on the main show.
2: Yeah, I, I I thought we'd gone past the days of putting the Usos on the pre-show. Did we not learn our lesson, guys? <laughs> the Usos <laughs> are better than the pre-show. Yeah. Um, I I understand why it's on the pre-show. I get it. Um. I just hope, though, if they're going to put this on the pre-show, because it is a big match. This is a big deal to have the Usos on the pre-show. I hope they don't do what they normally do, and I hope they get the crowd in before the match starts. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have the crowd filtering in as the match is starting, because that is the worst. Because you get half a crowd paying attention, and half the crowd's like, where's the seats, love? And they can't find stuff. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, but I'm excited for that match. should be good fun. Um, I put... Massive reaction for Reigns. F yes. God, I've missed crowds. Big pop for Mysterios. Love it. God, this is great. I was having so much fun. I had a massive smile across my face at this point. I was just like, man, this is the best. Um, yeah.
1: The energy then, of the show was just so much higher.
2: So much higher, like, right? It was yeah. infectious. Mm. You could feel it from the wrestlers. You could feel it from the crowd. Everyone was just like, yeah, back to normal, kind of. Um, and uh, And then... Edge came out. Massive reaction, obviously, for Edge. It was great. And then there was an ad break, and then we came back, and Roman Reigns' music is playing, and he's walking down to the ring again? And I was like, what's this? Why? Huh? (laughs) But it was very minor. It was them just being like, and the commentator's being like, Reigns is gonna do things on Reigns' schedule. It's like, okay. Sure.
1: It's just their way of explaining that he's been walking around the ring for the last four minutes while they were in commercial
2: <laughs> totally it's like we, we need to play his sick music again please please listen to it it's great <laughs> um and then the match gets underway with Jey Uso attacking edge from behind and starting this match off i thought this was a really fun match uh you could tell so much how much reigns in particular was loving being in front of the crowd every time he did something doesn't matter a suplex a punch he turned to the crowd and just be like come on like proper like get into it like getting all the energy going i was just like let's go yeah it was so much fun he did like a big power bomb to dominic mysterio onto the commentary desk and was like doing big shouts to the crowd and stuff oh it was this was fun it, it wasn't the best technical match or anything but like built up to a really nice hot tag with edge it was just it was a pretty standard wwe caliber match but everyone was just so invested into what they were doing. So much energy that you could feel like we were talking about before. They just elevated it to a really, really fun match. Um, and the finish came when the uh, Jay get a roll-up win uh, after Edge, Spears, Roman on the outside, gets a roll-up onto Dominic Mysterio, and the Usos and Reigns win, which I thought was quite surprising.
1: Yes. Yes. I agree. If they were going to go the other way, it felt like, uh, it's... It's difficult because they're trying to make the Usos a cohesive unit with Roman Reigns now. Mm -hmm. So if this match took place two weeks ago, I would probably say, oh, just beat Jimmy Uso. You can sow dissent and everything. But they're not trying to do that right now. So in that sense, I don't think you could necessarily beat any one of the three men on that team. So go the other way and like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I thought like WWE six-man tag matches are always fun. People people on the NXT review like to say that I hate fun, but I mean, that's that's, that's incorrect. WWE six-man tag matches are just so fun. You just get the big stars going in, doing a bunch of cool moves. It's a lot of fun. And when you have a match like this where, again, the energy is so much higher, you can tell that everybody wants to have like a good performance tonight. It's just so infectious. I loved it. And... Going back to your point, like Roman Reigns doing like he slammed, I think it was Rey Mysterio on the apron and just turned it, mm-hmm. just ah, like yeah. come on. Like, it's so it's so nice to see him get to show off this new character in front of an audience. Because I've always said it's 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 not that he should have just been heel, it's that he performs better as a heel. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns the wrestler when he wrestles as a heel is like one of the best wrestlers out there. He's got the presence. He's just he's intimidating. He's so much better at being the guy who's beaten the babyface down than the other way around, than selling for the whole match and sitting in a headlock with Samoa Joe for 20 minutes. That's not his strength. This this is his strength and now he's getting to show that in front of an audience and he's pumped
2: up, the people are pumped up. Love to see it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love to see it. And uh, after the match, they had a little bit of a post-match angle where Roman goes for the inverse of what happens to him. He, grabbed the, he stamps on the, the chair connector bit and goes to grab it to do a, a move to Edge, but Edge spears him, and he locks in the crossface with the chair bit on Roman again. And then Roman taps. And I literally, I shot up in my seat because Roman literally, and it wasn't even like a half tap like he did to Daniel Bryan. This was a proper... I'm tapping, I'm tapping, I'm tapping kind of thing. And I literally, I was writing my notes and I was like, okay, cross face again. And I saw that and I literally just went like, Roman tapped. <laughs> Roman tapped. Like that. that's a big deal. And the fact that I popped for Roman tapping, I think really goes to show what a job they've done with this character and how well he's been protected to so the fact mm-hmm. where not in a match, just a tap outside of a match. I'm popping for it. And I said, that's a big deal. And they've really done everything they can to make it feel like Edge is gonna win on Sunday. And I think they did a really good job here. Because coming out of this, I was like, man, if Edge lock's in that crossface on Sunday, that's gonna that's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good spot that. <laughs> so I'm I'm really see, pumped. I yeah, but
1: it also makes me think because he can't do the crossface with the bar
2: thingy in a normal match. Right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, to be fair, WWE DQs are very flexible. Sometimes <laughs> it's the top of the commentary desk. Ooh, DQ. No, no, naughty, naughty. Charlotte and Rhea from Hell in a Cell. Uh, and then other times yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, you can totally smash him with a title belt. That's fine. It's like, wait, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I will just be very curious to see if he just locks in like your standard by the book
2: crossface, if people will mm-hmm. react the same way. They might. I'm just curious. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he'll do something where it'll be like, he'll use the rope or something like that instead of the chair leg, or like he'll he'll just substitute something that's not the chair leg and in, instead of uh for that for the crossface, but like maybe an old loophole. Mm, yeah, exactly. Um, or maybe the ref will take a bump, and then he'll just do it there. Get a perhaps zap, maybe perhaps yes. There's things can they can them. do. They're yeah. good wrestlers. Um, I thought this was a very fun opener. Did exactly what it needed to. Maybe more excited for Sunday. Good job all around. I yep. thought this was great. Felt the energy off the crowd. Uh, we then had uh, Edge backstage being interviewed by Kayla Braxton before. <laughs> Interrupts. In comes Seth Rollins, which I thought was brilliant. Just the way they filmed this, where you just heard Seth laughing and they pan across and he's standing miles away, like a good like 20 meters back. And he's just yeah. standing there laughing. It was So good.
1: It really is like that first Suicide Squad trailer where you hear the Joker laughing. Just like, He's not even on screen, just... <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Yeah. Literally laughs> he not. is the Joker. He's the Joker without face paint. It's so funny. Um, And then he comes in and I thought Seth's promo was so good here. of yeah. him just being like, Hey man, I'm going to be one of the people in the crowd with an edge sign. Yeah. Go edge. Go. I want you to become universal champion because I'm going to win money in the bank. And then I'm going to finish what I started seven years ago in 2014, when I had my boot on your neck and I didn't pull the trigger. And I was like, this got serious. Um, Thought this was great. Teasing a little bit more tension for their SummerSlam match. That's probably going to be coming up wonderful love it yeah good stuff yeah Seth seth's promos
1: have been hit and miss you mm-hmm. know just in wwe in general but this was a really good one this was a really good promo made me want to see the match even just like a lot of the time the laugh is is like ch- change the channel heat but in this case i'm just like come on edge just like deck him one time just do it mm, do it for me and he didn't but it made me want to and that's good it's good heat. Yeah, it's a good promo. Exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then after that, speaking of really good heat, Sami Zayn comes out uh, to the ring. People start chanting along to his music. So instantly, he's like, "No, cut that out! Cut my music off!" I was like, "He's such a good heel." Um, yeah. and he comes out. You could out, just his get
1: pro- a song that you can't sing along to,
2: but oh, then yeah. you wouldn't be able to cut off the crowd. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I thought his promo was great here, just being like, "Hey." you guys have seen, you've been at home, you've been watching, you've seen the injustices that I've had to go through. I'm being excluded from money in the bank. And now I've got something that I didn't have before. I've got you guys. You're my eyes and ears out here kind of thing. Um, and then he turns on them and just being like, it tries to get them start uh, chanting justice for Sammy. They don't do it. And then he's like, ah, oh, what are these yeehaws in Texas? know anyway, And it's, it's classic. I love it. Uh, the, you know, local sports team heat, but without the sports team. Um, and he's just, you know, cutting his heel promo, getting really good heel heat. I love Sami Zayn so much. He's just the greatest. And then, from out of nowhere, here comes Finn Bauer, of all people. The Prince yeah. is back. Uh, great. Um, my next note was not a huge reaction for him, honestly, but decent, <laughs> was what I wrote down. It was all right. And then Finn comes out. He beats up Sammy a bit. And... This was main roster Finn Balor because he came out and he did his woo thing rather than the, you know, NXT finger guns. Um, and he hit the coup de grace rather than like, you know, the the brainbuster. So like, this feels like it's going to be main roster Finn picking right <laughs> back up where he left off when he left I, the main roster.
1: I am holding out hope. Mm-hmm. because man has been in nxt for the last two years and yeah. he's done a good he's done a good job he's had really good matches and he mm-hmm. he's different in nxt than he was on the main roster so i'm hoping he at least has a little bit of that edge a little bit of that bite to his character that he didn't have the first time but sure did kind of feel like oh we got finn balor back hey finn do do all the stuff that you used to do pal I'm excited to see it. I like Finn Balor. Finn Balor's always been one of my favorite guys in WWE. I thought you know, him getting injured the day that he won the Universal title just depressed me. Because I know that they were going to do something at least fairly big with that title run. He was the first Mm -hmm. Universal champion. They weren't going to not give him a push. But we never got back to that. And I'm really hoping that we do. I don't know that he's like the guy to beat Roman Reigns or anything like that. But I think if you build him, he can be, you don't have a ton of top tier baby faces on SmackDown and he can be one if given the opportunity. So just, you know, let's book him Well,
2: yeah. Um, sorry. I just got a message and it really distracted me. Um, yeah, so Finn's back. I'm not super pumped. I'll I'll hold out hope, but yeah, very much felt like main roster Finn. He's just going to be right back to be an under-carder that probably loses a lot. Ah oh, well. When he
1: starts when he starts smiling, that's when I know he's mm-hmm.
2: main roster Finn. Until yeah. then, I'm holding out, I'm holding out hope. He's still the prinks right now the ter- prinks. technically. I still don't know what the prinks means. I'm I'm still clueless. But hey-ho. Uh, we got a video package for Apollo Crews. And it was at this point in the show, this really felt like to me that this was sort of like a, this was the start of a new season. This was this was a true season premiere uh, that WWE likes to do. This felt like that for me. This felt like they knew that a lot of people that hadn't watched WWE because of no fans might be tuning into this show. So uh-huh. they treated, they're like, hey, if you've missed Apollo Crews with this new character, here's a little recap of it here's everything you need to know about Apollo Cruz as you're now Intercontinental Champion. Here's his character. Here's Commander Raziz and what he's done and how he became Intercontinental Champion. I was like, that's actually pretty smart. I like that because then if people, if people are tuning in and they haven't seen it for a while, they just get what's happening. People can reference stuff from the last few weeks or the last few months or whatever, but it's not to a point where you have to have seen it in order to understand what's happening. And I, I, I appreciate, I think that's a very smart move for new fans that are going to be tuning back in for the first time in forever. So yeah.
1: Hey, I, I agree. Time. Absolutely. Yeah. They should be doing more of this just in general. These packages
2: mm. are what they do best. 100%. Um, and then we got Shotzi and Knox, everyone, who came in. And by the way, I believe it is confirmed now. I think, don't quote me on this one, that it is Shotzi and Knox. That, that, that's their names. No, Knox is her name now. All right. Let's,
1: let's pop over to WWE.com well, really quick. See, the you, thing is, you, I don't know. I don't know
2: if WWE.com may not be the most reliable thing because they never update their site. Their that's, site is the slowest true. thing to update. Um, but I I think I saw some reports, but that might have just been tweets about reports. But, you know, whatever. We'll figure that one out. Um, Shotzi and Knox versus Natalia and Tamina. Again, in a non-title match. Again. uh, And this was a match that Shotzi and Knox won. Again. So, you know, exactly the same as last week. According to
1: WWE.com, she's still Tegan Knox. Okay. But again, take that with a grain of salt. If she is Knox, everything that I said last week still applies. That's like the dumbest name for a wrestler totally. that I've heard in a in sense, slapjack. Like, just, yeah. just Knox. Why not Tegan? Mm. That's a unique name. Mm hmm. 100% anyway, man. Anyway, yeah. Um, this match was not the best. And it was to me the bit on the show where the fans kind of like, yay, Tegan and, and or Shotzi and Knox. Nothing else really for the rest of the match, which. It's kind of interesting considering how much we heard about them loving Tamina so much. It didn't sound like they really cared that much in the actual match.
2: I wrote a note about that. Oh, go on then. Glad that Tamina's getting that big big reaction she got at WrestleMania. That wasn't a one-time thing. <laughs>
1: oh, Come whatever. on, guys. Go whatever.
2: On. Right. But the thing is, though, the thing that annoyed me about this match wasn't Shotzi and Nox, wasn't Italia and Tamina was Liv Morgan and Zelina Baker on commentary. God, they were so hard to listen to for the whole yeah. thing. They were harder to listen to than Michael Cole. And that is something right there. That's something. Um, It was just them just bickering the whole time. I'm going to win Money in the Bank. No, I'm going to win the Money in the Man. You shut up. No, you shut up. It's like, oh, shut up, both of you. God, you're driving me insane. Like, this was changed the Channel Heat for me, 100%. Yeah. These two together on commentary is not a good look at all. And Liv Morgan. How are you back here? You had the longest vacation in WWE history. She was fired. Liv, don't talk about her vacation. Don't don't say that. That's bad. I know that was not probably her call. It's not her choice to say that. But don't bring it up at all. If you're going to like if you're going to mention the vacation, don't call it that. Either say she was fired and has come back. Or don't mention it at all. <laughs> like, it's, it's one of the two. God, this yeah. was awful. This was really bad.
1: This, I thought for the most part, the booking on this show was, was inoffensive. You yeah. know, for the most part, it was just, we're going to go out there and have a lot of matches and have a lot of fun. And it's going to be this nice return show for the fans. This, they still haven't fixed the problem with the SmackDown mm-hmm. Women's Division. They're taking steps to get there with, you know, we've gone from a a division of four people to a division of, of eight people, and that's still not enough, but it's progress. The problem now is that you've got this money in the bank match and you've got four women from from Smackdown in Money in the Bank so you need to get all four of those women onto the show how are you going to do that okay well we can't have the two tag champions fight each other we can't have them face the other two people in the Money in the Bank match because they're feuding sort of so we'll have them face the NXT people but, tempest, but wait
2: but tempest how will they coexist how Put Big Morgan co- and, and Zelina Vega in a team they love doing that
1: they do but my my point is that you need to put all these people on the show so how are you going to do that? Let's put the tag champions against the NXT people. But we can't have them beat the NXT people because the NXT people are new. So you've mm-hmm. got the NXT people as the only people on SmackDown in these in the SmackDown women's division, besides Liv Morgan, who has won a match in like the last month on this show. Yeah. And they're the ones that aren't on the pay-per-view.
2: Yeah. It's wild, isn't it? Like,
1: wild. And that's not even taking into account that you need to put Liv Morgan and, and Zelina Vega on the show so you put them on commentary and make me want to rip my ears off that's that's another part of it but like the booking of all of this I was just like why aren't Shotzi and and Knox in the pay-per-view match right why couldn't you just do that anyway like who cares if neither of them are gonna win why aren't they in the match instead of Italian Tamina who's buying this pay-per-view no one buys pay-per-views anymore
2: but who's watching this pay-per-view to see Tamina in this match you know so, yeah, we flat. didn't even talk about that. Yeah, Tamina was confirmed as the TBA for Money in the Bank earlier in the week. Flame, Christ. Like, you couldn't even have it be Tegan Knox. Like, it would have been anticlimactic if, if it was Tegan Knox, but at least you would have gone, oh, someone new. That's Blue. a fresh face. That's cool. Yeah.
1: You know? Could have been Shotzi. Could have been Tegan. Could have been Return of Sonya Deville. Could have been hmm. Tony Storm. Yeah. Could have been yeah. A. M. Could have been yeah. a lot of people.
2: No, nope, Tamina. This uh, is the one bit of the show I didn't like. <laughs> yeah, same. Natalia so. and Tamina weren't happy because uh, Morgan and Vega started brawling on the outside, which distracted them, which allows uh, Shotzi and Knox to win. Uh, so then they tried to beat him up, but Morgan stood tall at the end, and the crowd were decently into live Morgan. Uh, probably yeah. because they hadn't had to, they didn't have to listen to her commentary. <laughs> uh, so She's very likable. She's very likable. And she's got a very likable personality uh apparently there was a a bit she did in an ad break where she was super over she cut a promo to the crowd during an ad break and she was super duper over with the live crowd which is great uh i could see her winning money in the bank honestly i think she's been had a decent little push i i could see her winning maybe um sure who knows yeah no it's gonna be zelina um, vega so i can win the jam of the jar of course yes how could i forget uh live reactions tomorrow on this very channel. Uh, Bianca Belair was backstage for her match, uh, in preparation for the SmackDown Women's Championship match against Carmella. Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Root were there and they were like, Hey, can we talk? And she's like, Nope. And walks off. And I was like, that's cool. Yep. <laughs> that, that was, that was fun. I like it. Yeah. And it, I think it was Root. Did Root say something like, Hey, have you got a sister or something like that? It yeah. was, it, it was quite a funny thing. Um, and she's just like, no, I'm good. Um, yeah, I thought that was quite funny. And then we got the SmackDown Women's Championship match, Carmella versus Bianca Belair. First note I've got here, God, I really hate the new AR stuff they've got. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it wasn't it's, good on this show.
2: It's disgusting. Like, you already had, like, a lot of the stuff they're using here, but now they've got, like, this animated lips with a with a ponytail, and it, it does the whipping in time with her theme song that has the whip sound. At the st- it looks rubbish. <laughs> it's real bad. Yeah, I mean, I will say, though, before people are going to complain about me being too negative and stuff, I really don't like it. The match itself was good. OK, now you can talk.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, I also wasn't a big fan of like Big E's uh, AR mm-hmm. stuff later in the show yeah. where it was like comic book uh, splatter things. I was just kind of like that, eh. you know, just get rid of the AR. Who likes the AR right. stuff?
2: Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I find it funny That's the problem. You're not supposed to. You're supposed (laughs) to find it really cool. It's supposed to look like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. That makes me more invested in this character. And all of us are like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh, God, that's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I don't think anything has fallen quite to the level of the the birds from from Riddle's entrance, (laughs) which is just the worst thing on on the list of things WWE has ever done. The birds oh, so flying bad. out on Riddle's entrance is like the worst thing they've consistently kept doing. Anyway. Boy, howdy.
2: Anyway, match the championship match, yeah, self, match was good. I thought it was pretty good. They got a decent yeah. amount of time. I thought it was a good showcase for both women. And I, I, the finish was exactly what I wanted, which was Bianca using the hair, hitting a KOD. Perfect. Simple. Great.
1: Watch yeah. them have three three more rematches. Don't,
2: don't do it. Sasha's going to return. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I really don't have that much more to say. There was a weird yeah. spot where Car- Carmella did a guillotine, and I was like, are you Roman Reigns now? Why are you doing yeah. Roman's move? I have nothing against Carmella doing a guillotine. It's the fact that Roman has built up the guillotine as his move for ages. And this was like an identical guillotine as well. It was like same position for, every- for everything. It was like, huh, weird. Yeah. Um, it I was cool very- power out spot from the Bianca, so... It, I mean,
1: yeah, she's always going to have really cool power stop, power stops. No power spots. That's the word. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah, I'm drops. really happy. Like there are a number of people that I'm really happy are getting to have their moment in front of the crowd. And Bianca is probably at the top of that list. You know, like there's a lot of people like I'm glad Edge gets to wrestle in front of the crowd again. Mm-hmm. You know, that's obviously a very big deal considering everything that he's been through. You know, and I'm very happy to see them reacting positively to people like Big E too. But Bianca Belair is just like a different just different kind of special, you know? Yeah. You know, she got her, her call up and didn't do anything for a year, then won the Royal Rumble, and that's a big deal, but did it in front of no people, and then won the WrestleMania match in front of people, but then her reign hasn't been able to be in front of people since. And now she's getting that moment again, so I'm very happy to see
2: that. Yeah, 100%, yeah. Uh, we then got a little premier backstage with the Alpha Academy, who take in all five senses and uh, talks about they see things and they hear things and they feel things and they, they smell things or whatever. This and was then... an 80s promo. <laughs> sure was. And then Cesaro comes in and he said, bonehead. It's the thing that he says when I pop down, down. It's from De Party, <laughs> everyone. Way. He said, bonehead. um, And then uh, Otis beats him up. And I was like, okay, well, at least this is new. You know, it's two people fighting we haven't seen before. That's something. Yeah. And then they said, we're going to get Otis versus Cesaro next. I was like, okay, cool. Hope Cesaro wins.
1: Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, I've I've enjoyed the Otis stuff because it's new and different. And if you're going to build him, up, I don't want Cesaro to be the first guy that he runs mm-hmm. through. If he's going to be a big heel on this show, let him, let him start a little bit lower, you know? I don't know. I don't know. You can get there. You can get to the point where you can beat Cesaro. And I don't know that they're going to go that direction. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't be super thrilled if it happened just now. I feel like Cesaro's really kind of fallen off since that uh, Roman Reigns match. Like, that Mm -hmm. was his main event push. And now he's back to where he was. I wanted to see him stay at that level.
2: Yeah. I'll I'll talk about that more in in the match itself. Uh, Just before we talk about the match, I just wanted to say... There are over 1,100 people watching this stream, by the way. Thank you, everyone that's coming out. Really do appreciate the support, everybody. Uh, if you are here, consider leaving a like on this video because there's like 150, what, 200 likes that we've got right now? And 1,100 are you watching? So there's loads of you that haven't clicked the thumbs up. You should do that. It, it really helps us out. really helps, helps the, the stream get um, viewed out and recommended out to loads more people and stuff like that. So, yeah, please do the thumbs up. would really help. As Luke would say. Especially that like button. As Luke would say, get your thumb out your ass and put it on the thumbs up. Thanks. Um, Appreciate it, guys. Um, We got confirmation that Tony Storm's debuting next week. Good. I'm glad we don't have to wait months. Yes. Um, Because that's what I was worried about, was that it would be like, coming soon, coming soon, coming soon. And she'd be waiting for months. But yeah, next week, great. After Money in the Bank leading to a program for SummerSlam. Great. Love it. Perfect. Then we got that Otis versus Cesaro match. They show a little video of Otis beating people up again. Felt like the season premiere. Be like, oh, you haven't seen Otis beat our people before? Here's a little recap. And then the match lasted about a minute. And then Gable came in and hit a German suplex on Cesaro for no reason. Don't really know why he did that. Wasn't like Otis was in trouble, particularly. Like Cesaro hit a move on him. He was like, Okay and yeah. then he hit a German it was a good looking German it was a great German suplex god great sell from Cesaro and everything but I was like why did you do the yeah, okay and, th- and then I put my next note you know what you could have done in front of fans Cesaro versus Gable oh. Not a oh. god. <laughs> but I thought I had a thought and I mentioned this in my editor review as well I was like when they were making their entrances, I was like this is a really weird matchup that they're doing a voters versus Cesaro." wonder why they're doing it and I was like wait It's the first show back in front of fans. Cesaro's going to swing Otis to get a massive pop from the crowd. That's the reason they've done it. He started swinging Gable, and then Otis came in and broke it up. And I was like, here we go. Cesaro's going to beat up Gable. He's going to get him out of the ring, and he's going to start swinging Otis. And then Otis hit the Vader bomb, and then he left Cesaro laying. And I was like, oh, they didn't do that. Huh. It's not the choice I would have made if it was me.
1: No, and obviously they weren't given a whole lot of time for this match. No, but you probably still could have reversed the roles here. Cesaro yeah. against Chad Gable would have at least been a fun one minute. Yeah, yeah. And booking wise, it probably makes more sense if you're going in the direction of Otis versus Cesaro. Have have Cesaro face face Chad Gable first. Hmm. As uh, yeah. whatever. This it's a very low level. Uh. Thing to be complaining mm-hmm. about for a SmackDown show. Like, this This yeah. feud, in the grand scheme of things, probably doesn't mean a whole lot.
2: Yeah, which is a shame, because it feels like the Cesaro WrestleMania win now yeah. means nothing. Because the whole point of that WrestleMania win was to be like, this is Cesaro's big moment, he's broken into the main event scene of SmackDown, and now he's just like, eh, no. He's yeah. right down to where he was. It's not quite... To the same drastic level as
1: the example I'm about to give, but it's kind of like when Zack Ryder won the IC title at WrestleMania. It was like he had his WrestleMania moment. Yay! Mm-hmm. And we take it away. And yeah. forget it happened. He does not get anything out of doing that. He's just, he had that moment, and everyone got to mm-hmm. be happy that night. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Uh, we then got a replay of Edge and Reigns earlier in the night. Heyman's backstage, cuts a really nice promo on Edge, saying that he's going to atone for his sins uh, on Sunday, which I thought was great, uh, before he gets interrupted by Big E, of all people, uh, who just does a little, don't you dare be sour, clap for your soon-to-be Mr. Money in the Bank, uh, and saying that Edge has got uh, a hold of Reigns, got his number, and then walks off, and I was like, ooh, a little bit of tension between Money in the Bank winner, Beej, and and uh, Paul Heyman, if you guys haven't seen the Money in the Bank prediction show, you really should, by the way. It's hilarious. <laughs> Continue.
1: I think, I obviously, I think reports came out yesterday that they hadn't decided who was going to win the Money in the Bank matches yet or something like that. So yeah. I'm not taking anything that happens on this show as like, oh, he's clearly going to win Money in the Bank. But mm-hmm. if these people did book further than the day that they're on this is the kind of tease that really makes me think Big E could win the money in the bank. I still think he's one of the more more likely people to win money in the yeah. bank. But this would be the kind of thing would be like, "Ooh, let me just put $5 on Big E to win money in the bank right now." Mm-hmm. You know. And I'm happy yeah. to see it. I want I want him to win money in the bank. Mm -hmm. I'd be happy with a number of people winning Money in the Bank, but I really want to see Big E win Money in the Bank. It feels like every time we get to these things like, Big E's going to win the Royal Rumble, plans change. Big E's going to have a big WrestleMania match, has a big WrestleMania match, loses and and Commander Aziz, whatever. Have him win Money in the Bank. Give us that one. Give us that one. Let the Big E fans
2: have their day. Yes, 100%. Uh, Baron Corbin comes out and looks terrible he's so good uh my notes baron corbin looks effing terrible this is amazing don't boo this man um what chance this is a great promo from corbin i love it corbin is so good at this dot 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 do i like corbin now (laughs) was my notes um i think they did such a good job on this show because baron corbin was still a heel on this show, and if that's what you want to do, great, I'm on board, I'm there with you, because this time he wasn't just being bullied for no reason they actually gave him a reason to be for people to be annoyed at him because he came out he did a really good promo, he got what chanted, he said he set up a Corbin Fund Me, which is an actual website, it's just an image but it's a website nonetheless and uh, CorbinFund.com and uh, he was saying he needs to get a hundred grand just to like get some payments uh, just to get some payments off and get back on his feet kind of thing. And then Kevin Owens comes out after he's had enough, like he gets down on his knees and he's like, I'm literally begging all of you, please. And I was like, okay, this man is pure and out and out baby face. Like this man is just struggling. Kevin Owens comes out and then Corbin starts doing backhanded insults to Kevin Owens. And it's being like, look, I know you obviously have money because you obviously don't spend anything on your wardrobe. And I was like, that's the character. That's uh-huh. the character you want to be doing. If you're the heel, that's the character you've got to have for this, Cor- for this Corbin act. Someone who's just so desperate, but literally cannot help himself to still be a dick. And that—that that is a perfect character for Corbin. And then Kevin Owens hits him with a stunner. Great. And then it leads straight into the main event. I thought this was a perfect segment. little bit of fun. Corbin gets laughed at. And you can laugh at him because he's being a dick. It's great. Love it.
1: Yeah, the, the big problem that we've had in recent weeks is that they can't really decide whether they want him to be a healer, or a babyface. And this week, it felt like they'd made that decision. So mm-hmm. it makes it a lot easier to actually follow along with what they're doing and know how we're supposed to feel as the audience. Why doesn't he just make a lot of money? Because he's a big wrestling superstar. Don't question it, Tempest. <laughs> don't that's, question but it but that's the one bit of any of the it's the same thing when Shawn michaels was broke and dealing with jbl like 12 years ago or whatever it's like you're Shawn michaels you're probably yeah. making like 10 grand a week mm-hmm. you know and i don't think baron corbin's necessarily making that much money maybe he is i don't know i don't know what baron corbin's contract is but i always find it hilarious when they're like they did it with Big Show too. When Big mm-hmm. Show ha- was with the all, with the authorities like, "Oh, well, take away your house. You won't be able to feed your kids." Aren't so, they, aren't they stars? <laughs> they're stars on big money contracts. I but as soon, as soon as one thing happens, they're down on their luck. They're losing their yep. homes. Mhm. It's, yeah. it's a funny segment. I it's just find it funny. All in the
2: crowd, funny. man. It's all in the crowd. Yeah. You yeah. should know, you know it's um, true
1: as, as soon as i you know, i'm never gonna lose this but if i do i'm just out of a job mm-hmm. i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna be living on the street
2: that's what happens yeah also yeah i do want to bring this up because i just saw a comment in the chat about it corbin had some brilliant lines just in the little pleading segment and just being like my daughter's having to eat spaghetti out of a can instead of wagyu beef i was like that's yeah. such a good line i love it um and yeah he said yeah had to fire the maids and stuff like that oh he's He's, he's just being a dick now. He's like, I just want my expensive lifestyle back. Why can't you help me out with that? That's the character you need to have for this. Not just a guy who's down on his luck. A guy yeah. that literally cannot accept the fact that he can't get his old, really ridiculous lifestyle back. That's great.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, re- Really enjoyed it. It felt, it felt like an actual character
2: this time. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah.
1: Really, really enjoyed As it. Opposed, it was just a bullet point. Like, Corbin is poor. Now... Mm we've given a lot more depth to that.
2: And in a comedic way, that can actually make us boo him. Mm, Exactly. Yeah, 100%. Um, And then we got to the main event, which is Kevin Owens versus Big E versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins for momentum ahead of Money in the Bank, because that matters. Um, In a Fatal 4 way, because these are the four people that are in the the Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, Nakamura singing, uh, people are singing along to Nakamura's theme again nice, missed that Pat McAfee is still very good Um, out of the four I think Seth Rollins got the biggest pop, which is like he's the heel, but you know that's fine Um and uh, it was good though and I thought WWE again did a little like, hey you don't know anything about Seth Rollins, here's a little thing about Seth Rollins hey look, here's this cash in from Wrestlemania 31, look how important money in the bank is, hey these guys are fighting for the money in the bank briefcase on Sunday, I was like that's a smart move. Play the little clip of him doing his heist of the century. It's a great idea. Puts over Rollins, puts over money in the bank. Great idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Lots of smart choices on this show, I thought. Um and uh, the match immediately gets underway with Rollins trying to leave to be like, "Cool, I'll see you guys on Sunday." Bye. <laughs> because yeah, momentum doesn't matter. Anyway, he tries to leave and immediately Biggie spears him through the ropes and just takes him out was great loads uh ko does a big dive shinsuke does it off the uh, does a big knee off the ropes and stuff like that was like okay hot start overall though it felt like there was about 10 more minutes of match that we didn't get to see this felt very short i don't know whether other stuff overran and they literally had to cut some stuff out or what happened but this felt like it was like here's the start of the match hot start here's a little bit of middle and an end very quick ending Uh, here's a big ending, we're on to finishers now I was like, oh god, okay, that's quick (laughs) and then, oh yeah um, uh, Rollins is going to go up on top of this ladder, wait no, it's KO oh, elbow drop, stomp, Uh, Rollins wins Uh, oh god, okay Um, what happened? it was very kind of like very sudden, this this ending came out of nowhere Um, but yeah it, it was a decent enough match after the match, Seth Rollins gets up on a ladder, grabs the money in the bank briefcase to end the show, standing with the briefcase I thought it was an odd choice of main event um, I, I thought I, if you were going to yeah. have this main event, you should have given it more. Made it like a massive main event, huge spots, like give it like 15, 20 minutes and make it like a big deal, really cool, intricate match. And if you're not going to do that, then main event with a six-man tag. I was just about to say,
1: if I yeah. was running the company, I know that you want like the... Fr- it doesn't matter who the first person out is. The first person out on the show was Vince. You know? It doesn't matter whose entrance you hit first after that. And you still could have had really big entrances for any of the people in this four-way. And that could have been your first match. And then you still could have played off like the whole main event Jey Uso thing and had them in the main event. It felt like it fit more to have the six-man tag in the main event than this, personally. Both were fine. But I think if you'd given this match like 15 to 20 minutes off the top of the show, and just let these guys have an amazing blowaway match. And people just be like, yeah, first match back. Let's go. Have that be your first impression. And then build to the match that has the most intrigue on the show with the people that people really want to cheer for. Like people would still be really hyped to cheer for Edge at the end of the show. I think that would have fit better. Mm-hmm. But I, I still think it was a good match. I just think if you rearrange things, it could have taken things from being like a four out of five to a five out of five.
2: Totally. Um, but yeah, as mentioned before, Rollins does a stomp onto Biggie, onto a ladder, uh, pins him and wins, goes up, grabs the briefcase, and that's how the show ends. Overall, I'd have given this a four out of five show. I thought it was a three out of five show that got elevated by the crowd being back into a four out of five. Yep.
1: I I still right. I still need like that one five out of five segment. Yeah. I didn't feel like we had a five out of five match or segment on this show. We had a lot of four out of fives. And that mm. average is very high on this show because I thought this was a good show that was elevated by a good crowd. Mm-hmm. But it didn't have that. I don't think I'll really remember any one specific thing from this show, which is mm-hmm. a little disappointing. Like I might remember the Finn Balor return, but like if they had if they had something crazy happen, like if John Cena came back, I'd be like, yeah, 5 and 5 show. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I get why they didn't do that. But at the same time, it's your first show
2: back. I felt like they could have done
1: a little teeny bit more. So mm. I'm going four out of five, but it's still a
2: really good show. Yeah, totally. Uh, it seems like a lot you guys agree with us going by the poll on our community tab. Uh, majority, 47% going for a four out of five show. 27% going slightly low with a three out of five. 17% voting for a five out of five. So very much in that range, kind of like a 3.5 to four uh, out of five for this show, which, yeah, I I think is probably fair. Before we get into the rest of your ultra chats here, uh, we need to say thank you to some very special people. Uh, and those are our $25 and above pledge hammers over on Patreon. Now, if you've not been over to WrestleTalk's Patreon page yet, patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk, you really should because WrestleTalk Extra just went live yesterday where Ollie and Luke do a four... Our review of Bash at the Beach 2000, because there's a lot to say about that show. Uh, What many consider, totally. you know, the final nail in the coffin for WCW Um, with, you know, uh Jarrett lying down for Hogan, Hogan going out, Vince Russo shoot promo. There's an awful lot to dive into on that show, and they dive in on that show. So go and check that out. That's at the $5 level or above. You get the whole backlog of WrestleTalk. Extra as well. Loads of different shows. Money in the Bank, 2011, December to Dismember, ECW, One Night Stand. There's loads of shows for you to listen to on that that tier. And if you play to the $25 or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets spread out on a show much like this one. So thank you to Always Leave the Crowd, wanting Brian Moore. Woo! Thank you very much. Shout out to Thomas O'Champa. Yes. Thank you very much. Duncan. Just Duncan. Woo! Thank you. Harry and Shafira, the Boozer waits. The Boozer waits. Yes, thank you very much. Say it to my face, Riley Finleyson. Woo Thank you. The one and only Gabriel. Yeah. Yes, thank you. The big bad dog Ryan Hansen. Yeah. Yes, thank you.
1: That's some good karma,
2: good dharma. Yes, thank you very much. Angelic Angelo Mercado. Woo. Yeah. Thank you. Tengu Ray Mysterio. Yes. Thank you very much. Peter Fiber Brand to us. Yeah. Thank you very and much. Chris Hellfire Brimstone. Yeah. Hellfire. Yes. Thank you very much. All of our pledge hammers over on Patreon. Now let's get into the rest of your Ultra Chats here. Uh, let me get the document up real quick. Uh, Chris Wagstaff says, uh, Cameron Grimes to be called up to become Baron Corbin's sugar daddy. <laughs> felt, felt slightly odd for Roman's uh, you were 1st match match-Jay-without-me character to come out first after Vince. I know first time back with fans, but felt a tad out of place to me. Yeah, we we, we, we mentioned that. Um, I, I, I would have put him in the main event if it was me, personally. Yeah, I think so. I will yeah. say, if... They they
1: don't do stuff like this. But I think Baron Corbin working for Cameron Grimes that has a lot of potential for fun segments.
2: Can you imagine if Corbin shows up in NXT to be Cameron Grimes's butler while Cameron Grimes is LA Knight's butler?
1: <laughs> See
2: that would be fun. Sounds like a good time. That sounds like a good time. <laughs> like a good uh, maybe. Time. Oh yeah, Maybe. I doubt they'll do it, but you know, it could be fun. Um, Wrestling Talk Sign Guy says, uh, as an American, I wanted to explain why Corbin is a heel. According to Vince's worldview, it's not okay to accept failure and the worst thing to do is beg for help. It's like wearing a scarf. It's just something a bad person does. See, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's why Vince thinks you should boo Corbin because he's asking for help. Asking for help is not a bad thing. Being a dick is a bad thing. Which is what he did on this show, which is why it works. I don't think if he literally just came out and said, "Hey guys, I really need some help. I'm struggling," people would just be like, "Okay, yeah, like, no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't boo that, you know?" That's yeah. Him doing the backhanded insults to Kevin Owens is what solidifies his character and what makes it.
1: I'll let you all in on a secret. You you might not know this. Mm. Vince McMahon is nuts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Crazy that.
1: He's got a really weird world view. Mm-hmm. So he's very much in his bubble. Yeah. He's very much in his, his billionaire bubble. So when you when you mm-hmm. have uh when you have someone like that making decisions based on people's socioeconomical uh status. Maybe that's why we're getting the decisions we're getting. Yeah, just maybe.
2: A, just a also, thought. just wanted to highlight this comic because this really made me laugh. I had bad audio. I thought he said, well, how have you been? And then walked off. <laughs> how have you been? <laughs> I really wish he did that now.
0: Hey, how y'all doing?
2: All right. Yeah, I right, have yeah, a head yeah. out. Um, Ruben Madera says, uh, despite a slight de-emphasis on the Roman family storyline, last night's show was fantastic. The opening tag match, the advancement of Rollins versus Edge, the Women's Championship, and the Fun Fatal 4-Way Plus crowds made it a five out of five show for me. Fair enough. Yeah. Totally yeah. fair.
1: Yeah. Like, that's the uh, thing. Like, if someone says that they think this is a five out of five show, I'm not going to be like, Phew. no, nothing. Idiots. <laughs> How dare you enjoy the show?
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. a
1: five out of five. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Eric Metzloff says uh, they allegedly took Tegan's name, but I'll be so upset if they take her theme song too. Chicane uh, Boys is so great. Easily one of my favorite uh, themes right now. Stop taking stuff from her and just give her some titles instead. Hashtag Knox for Champ. Hashtag Tegan All Belts. Yeah, give yeah, her a belt, try sure. not.
1: If yeah. if you have Sasha win the title from Bianca at summer at SummerSlam, and probably build to a third match at some point, I could see tegan being involved in there in the the women's yeah. championship storyline. Maybe get a run with the title. I'd like to see that. She's very likable. That would be great.
2: I'd like yeah. that a lot. James Branch 23 says, Harry Smith returned in a dark match. How was that not on TV? He's probably coming back soon.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's what they do. You know, Um, I don't know why you would necessarily do this. Probably just to let the uh, officials and everything watch a match. Because God forbid they actually go to the Performance Center uh, more than (laughs) once once a year. Um, Yeah. I don't know where he's going to end up. He said NXT UK like in previous uh, interviews and such, but I don't know if that's still the plan. And if not, SmackDown Raw, I don't know. But it's a new face. We haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, 10 years. Should have gone gone to AEW and reunited the team with Lance Archer. I love that team. Just a big, big, mean, beefy psycho boys. Such Mm -hmm. a good team. Oh, I love it. What
2: was that team name again? I forget. Uh, The Killer Elite Squad killer elite squad that's the one wasn't yeah. it where where lance archer would just come out and just spit on people with the water he would, God. yeah he would do it's triple weird.
1: h's entrance but on people yeah.
2: but on people and that was his yeah. whole entrance it was great um dylan colonzo says men's money in the bank is going to be an all-time match and i can't wait to see what 10 people in a live stream will be especially with how chaotic all the people are uh are in there are hmm especially with how chaotic all the people are in there. Excited to watch. Tempest, when's the next video? Love your vids. Thank you
1: very much. If you haven't, subscribe to Tempest the Wrestler on YouTube. Soon, soon. I had to film a skit to go into the video yesterday, which I have done, have edited. So I'm hoping to get this out within the next week, I'm hoping. But it's been a very, very busy time around here. I got a I gotta jam in the jar to win. You know, I got, mm. I got things going on. But soon, soon. Rest assured.
2: Yeah. And no one asked, but uh, on my channel, Warcaster, which you can also subscribe to. (laughs) Subscribe to Warcaster, my YouTube channel. Uh, It's about Dungeons and Dragons. I have a sketch video going up on Monday. Hell yeah. Also, You can get early access at my Patreon. I'm not going to plug that. Uh, Wilson Simons says... um, Got tickets to Money in the Bank, Raw, and Fighter Fest Night too. It's a shame they won't be stealing my booking of Jey Uso. Winning Money in the Bank should still be a fun show, though. Much love, lads. Thanks for the praise on the Jey Uso idea a few weeks ago. It was a very good idea. I remember.
1: Yeah. I remember the pitch. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a good idea. Shame they're not doing it, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: also sandwich time. Oh,
2: I haven't thought about it at all. Um. Wilson have fun at Money in the Bank Raw and Fight Fest Night 2. That sounds like a very fun time. Uh god, sandwiches. Um uh uh I'm under so much pressure. Chicken Club is good from Tesco. Yeah. Part, of, part of the Tesco meal deal. Chicken Club is very good. Um, um uh send in an email to support at and we'll read out your that on the podcast because I need time to think about it. There's a Reuben. There's a grilled cheese. There's a PB and J. There's
1: a peanut butter and pickles. There's a, a Cuban sandwich. There's a there's a Montreal smoked meat sandwich. There's a Philly cheesesteak sandwich. Love one of those. Any of these sounding appetizing to you?
2: Anyway, that's all the time we've got oh. for this episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. <laughs> I've got an email here for your tempest. Love emails love emails, love emails. Uh, send in your emails to support at wrestletalk.com send in your emails because we'll read them on the show maybe uh i say maybe probably uh, We've got going here from Rue. i think r-e-w Rue Rue. yep yep sure um to my brothers lost intangibles the wrestle talk hey that's us um i'm just double checking the content of this Uh, it's some stuff about mental health, so I just wanted to make sure it was all right to read. Uh, uh firstly i'd just like to say as soon as as uh, soon as i saw last week that tempest wasn't on the russell talk news doing the nxt review somehow i just knew that you were having some kind of mental issue uh, i guess it's just the empathy of a fellow sufferer or something i've been suffering with depression and depression and anxiety for 20 years and as you so well uh, and as you said so well pete it's a battle every day uh thank you both for normalizing something that despite half the world's suffering is still somehow not taken seriously yeah no worries man uh and yeah we should 100 percent normalize talking about mental health because it's dumb to not talk about it normally um anyhow i have a question for you both they say. Uh, After seeing AEW's first intergender match, I was gutted that although the men and women did make contact with each other, the rules stated they can't wrestle each other. It's become common knowledge in recent years that gender slash sex is a spectrum rather than an arbitrary two-choice answer. That being said, I've thought for a long time that pro wrestling should be intergender across all various promotions, titles and championships. With Tessa Blanchard being a world champion, more and more women entering the men's rumble and Kenny Omega wrestling little girls, I feel like, it's, I feel like it is definitely time to pull the trigger on this idea, I've heard people like Ollie say it's not realistic. But it's Nia Jax beating Randy Orton really less believable than Rey Mysterio beating Batista or the Big Show. Either way, kayfabe is dead, and it would really help to bring about more equality in wrestling and the wider world. We all know wrestling is predetermined, so why the hell not? P.S. I don't care if this means WWE can't go to Saudi. Jam that jam. Los Intangibles four 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 life. Buy the t-shirt. I agree with the last sentiment. Buy the t-shirt. um Absolutely. Yeah. Intergender wrestling's an interesting topic. Uh, I know all, all of us have our have our opinions and thoughts on it. I disagree with Ollie on this one. I, I heard him talking about it on a WrestleTalk extra, I think, recently. Um, and his his quick standpoint, I think I don't think he was saying that it's not realistic. I don't think he was saying that. I think he was saying that if you want wrestling to be taken as a legit shoot sport, uh if that's the, the vibe you want for your promotion, then you should separate out men and women because that's what real sports do. Uh, because generally speaking, the men have a biological advantage over the women, which makes sense. I understand that. However, I feel like if you're going to do that and you want your promotion to be as a legit, a legit shoot sport, then you have to go all the way and you have to make sure you're doing weight divisions, you know, because weight classes, that's what sports do. Because as the person mentioned in the email in a shoot fight, Rey Mysterio would never beat the Big Show, ever, never, ever, ever, like not in a million years at all, weight matters when it comes to to fights and stuff like that, so you, you, you can't have it both ways, you can't be like, well, we'll separate out the men and the women, but we'll keep Rey Mysterio beating the Big Show, because yeah, that's really dumb, personally, I don't think you should treat wrestling as a shoot legit sport, because it's not, it's dumb, it's wrestling, wrestling is stupid. You have to suspend your disbelief a little bit, anyway, to even get into the fighting aspect of it. So, like, just go or have everyone wrestle everyone. It doesn't matter. Like, they're all just actors and athletes doing being athletic. And I know it's crazy. Just going to throw this out there, guys. I know it's a, a, a wacky, crazy concept. Women are really athletic. Just throwing it out there. Like they're they're really quite impressive when it comes to to sports and stuff. So it's really not that big a deal for a woman to beat a man. Just. Crazy, I know. (laughs) That's my thoughts, anyway. Yeah, I've got... Like,
1: I know it's never going to happen like that. Like Mm -hmm. the way that the emailer is suggesting. That's not going to happen, because networks don't want man-on-woman violence and such like that. And sponsors will not be happy and whatever. So I don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about it quite honestly because I know it's not going to happen at least on the big stages Um, as far as just like actually watching the product I'm not a huge fan of intergender wrestling like it's fine most of the time if it's like you know I don't want to say watered down but I don't know that I'll ever be fully comfortable just watching a man haul off and kick a woman in the face you know the wrestling part of it like i've watched intergender matches where they grapple and do this and that mm-hmm. and that's that's cool i like that but when it's like a really intense feud on the indies and a dude's just hauling off and punching a woman in the face i just like yeah. it's a little, it's a little icky i and that's just me personally i'm just not a big fan of watching that that that's doesn't fair. mean that i necessarily you know cuz if a lot of the time, if you say something like that, I've seen a lot of people kind of say like, oh, well, that's denying a lot of women opportunities because if you allow women to wrestle men, that's bigger matches, bigger paydays, more that they can do with their careers. And I do want them to have the opportunity to do things like that. But personally,
2: I'm just not a big fan of watching it. Yeah, I, I get that. I I think I'm, I'm less like that. I think because I, I don't know, for me anyway, while I'm watching it, I think I have a, m- a lot more this. this sounds like a really douchey thing to say. It sounds like what I'm about to say is like I have a much higher IQ while I'm watching wrestling is what I'm about to say. But I, that's not what I mean, is that I have like a, a, a my disbelief only goes so far to the point where I know when I'm watching wrestling, I am watching two actors and two athletes do a little bit of athleting. And that's as far as it goes. And like, yeah, it's physical. And like, yeah, you get hit. But like, women can take hits. Women fight. You know, they, they you have a women's division in UFC and all that stuff. Like, they're not little fragile babies or whatever. So it's like, I think it's because obviously you've got the, the connotations, like you said, you're a bit uncomfortable watching it. I think it's the intent behind it makes it okay for me because it's like both of them are consenting to do this. They are wrestling a match. It's like they're just kind of doing their job. And I think that awareness of it makes it okay for me to watch, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. Like uh, one of the things that I really strongly remember watching and really enjoying was the, um, the no fans Monday show we did. And we have Will Ospreay versus B Priestley. That was so much fun. And there were so many times, because there were a few of us watching it all around in the, in the the back area uh, where will just went in and he did not hold back on B. Goodness me. Uh, <laughs> a, a lot of chops, a lot of chops in that match. If you've seen it, um, and God, every time a chop came in, all of us were just like, oh my God, that's a really hard chop. But it was like, it was in a good way. I didn't feel uncomfortable by, it. I was like, Jesus Christ, like he's just not holding back on on this at all. I, I think it can work. You just need to, you need to present it right.
1: Yeah. Know? And, and I, again, and- like I've, so. I've seen matches that I've enjoyed, but it's a line mm-hmm. that I walk. And it's yes. very easy for me to drift into the side of like, okay, I'm not enjoying what I'm seeing anymore. So. Yeah,
2: that's that's totally fair. Yeah, I, I I can understand that. Um, but yeah, thank you for the email, uh, Rue. Appreciate it. Uh, the rest of you guys, email in more support at wrestletalk Excuse me. Um, also Tempest. I, I I did a tweet about this the other day or yesterday, whenever it was. I had a moment again where I caught myself and I was like, I want to get back into speed runs, <laughs> and then I was just like, you don't have any time, Pete. I saw, saw your this. life out man uh, it's so annoying because I keep watching more and more speedruns of stuff and I'm like I could do that I'm like no stop it and like I, I followed a bunch of uh, Pokemon speedrunners on Twitter and I was like oh, they- they, uh, I saw one of them posting a thing about oh yeah I found this new like drill but that we're gonna get in Pokemon Black or whatever and here's the seed for it and all this stuff I'm like that looks really interesting <laughs> that looks really interesting <laughs> damn it <laughs> I was literally yep. sitting there like i don't have time i'm working on my other stuff and yeah it's it's so frustrating i just want more time man i want to dedicate six hours a day to speed runs and also have time for everything else which i yeah. just can't do it's so frustrating um yeah do you, do you have anything like that tempest where you're just like if i had more time i totally do this
1: Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that I would do. I've got a stack of books next to my bed that I Mm -hmm. haven't had time to read. You know, some of them are graphic novels. Some of them are just a bunch of books. Like Mm -hmm. it's literally like 20 books that I've been given over the last like two years that I was like, I don't get around to reading them. Mm
0: -hmm. Normally when I
1: read, it's when I go on vacation and I haven't been (laughs) able to go on vacation uh, the last couple of years. But yeah, that's about it, honestly.
2: Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Um, anyway, I was going to talk about it more, but we don't have time because we need to go live for SmackDown. But yeah, thank you guys for the email. Send in more emails. Please support at WrestleTalk.com is the place to do it. Uh, We'll go through them. It's Money in the Bank tomorrow. Uh, I won't be on the live reactions because I'm not defending my championship, but Tempest will be fighting amongst eight, uh, seven other people going for the jam in the jar on the live reactions. I'm also going to have... Adam, Laurie, Luke, and Alex, Queen of the Ring, across the whole stream uh, as they're going to be doing their live reactions for Money in the Bank, as Adam and Laurie fight for the number one contendership to face me at Summer Jam for my Jam That Championship as well. Uh, So yeah, lots to look forward to for the live reactions tomorrow. There'll be a review on Monday as well. Loads of content coming up. Subscribe to the WrestleTalk Podcast channel if you haven't already, because then you can watch it. It'll be great. Anyway, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Really do appreciate it. Stay safe. Take care of each other. We love you very much. Good.